Hey folks, today we're going to be talking about how to follow the numbers and doing certain things that are going to just help you be a lot more profitable and a lot more resourceful. All right, stay tuned. We're going to dig in deep. So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us who don't cheat and don't work with scammy lead generators who are spending our own money how do we do business that allows us to get in front of our perfect customer, all without sacrificing our beliefs or our family? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Hey folks, hope everybody's having a great morning this morning. So today we're going to be talking about following the numbers and uh, really paying attention to the data about your business. All right, it's really something uh, in the beginning that's not a super sexy thing. It's something that you really kind of have to get used to used to doing. And the more that you're in these things like Google and using Facebook and those sorts of things, you'll end up getting a lot more data as time goes on. And then as the months go by and years go by, you'll be able to analyze, excuse me, analyze things from year to year, month to month, things like that. And that's really going to help you to be able to determine what's working and what doesn't work. Okay. When me and Abby first got into this, I mean, everybody was doing everything. We wanted to be everywhere. You know, there were people out there that were teaching you to be kind of like everywhere and nowhere, all at all the same place or they're all at the same time. So basically what that means is like every time somebody opens up something to try to get your business in front of them. So we kind of took that to heart and we were doing things like magazines and uh, you know, we were on every possible thing that you could pay to be on, you know, on Angie's List, Home Advisor, uh, just if you name it, we were trying to do it. And uh, the downside to that was that in the in the beginning, you know, we didn't have an unlimited budget for our marketing stuff. And we honest, we really didn't have anything in place to be able to track any of the stuff that we were doing. So we were spending all this money on things that other people were telling us were truly successful. Uh, and then the people who do it, like the magazines, for instance, you know, they were being really uh, dishonest about the amount of calls and stuff like that, that, you know, they give you like expectations of calls, things that the last companies got that were in it. And uh, anyway, so we did a lot of things that really uh, was unfortunate. You know, we, we spent a lot of money that we didn't get back. And as the years went on and we started to think outside of the box a little bit, you know, because the unfortunate thing is that when you go to a lot of these training seminars and you're listening to people talk about their process and stuff like that, a lot of the times when people are talking about those things, uh, you know, keep in mind that this cleaning industry is a pretty uh, small, tight-knit network of people that basically work together to make this industry work, okay? So if you go to a training thing or something like that, the vendors, and now there's a lot of really good people out there, so don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say anything bad about anybody, but the vendors and the people associated with that organization, so no matter which training thing that you go to, there's specific people in that organization that they're going to promote, okay? So whether it's a vendor or a person that makes signs or a person that makes cards or makes cards or uh, sales training things or whatever, you know, there's there's a person that that all of these people are, are going to point your finger towards. And 
the reason why that's not always the greatest thing is because not everything is going to work for everybody, okay? And one of the things, and, and again, so me and Abby, we really think outside of the box a lot. There's a, there's a reason why we are a small family business and we're able to produce the amount of revenue and income and profit that we do, okay? There's not that many people out there uh, that are able to do for whatever reason what we're doing. So that's another reason why I really uh, am glad that I'm, I'm able to, to do this podcast and really kind of jumped off the cliff and to put this information out there because a lot of the stuff that I'm telling you is not mainstream stuff. It's not the things that you're learning about in these big training seminars and stuff like that because uh, we don't follow the mainstream stuff. You know, we're, we're friends with a lot of those people and a lot of the things that we do uh, coincide with a lot of the things that, that they do, you know, because it's kind of like an industry-wide things. But there's a lot of things that we do about those just a little different to tweak it and make it specific to us. Okay. And that's, that's one of the things I think that, you know, a lot of people don't harp on is that they'll talk about a sales process or something like that, but they're not really teaching people how to do it related to their thing. So maybe it's changed over the years a little bit. Uh, but for the most part, that's what we see. Okay. So as you start doing a lot of the data and stuff like that, it's going to tell you what's working and what doesn't work, okay? And one of the big changes that we made is that we literally focus on the top three things that that are generating the revenue, okay? So every month we'll do a report and then we'll be able to see, you know, how many ClipFlyer calls, how many website calls, how many Google Map calls, uh, referral calls, things like that. So we track all that stuff. And then at the end of each month, we'll put on there what was the most successful. Now, over the years, you can see that, for instance, in April of each season, it's typically referral or uh, repeat business stuff. In March and April are typically, typically repeat business. Uh, once you start getting into May and June, those are more referral type stuff. Uh, the end, middle of June and July, that kind of gets more into a commercial push, depending on which type of of stores that we're doing for uh, specific people. But as you can see, as you start getting the data, you start knowing for, uh, for your business, but it also will have uh, ebbs and flows. Okay. So as you start looking at this information, you'll see that, uh, for instance, you know, March and April will be the same for a couple of years and then something will flip flop. Okay. So, uh, you know, it'll, it, and that's what makes it important to look at this data. Okay. So if, you know, this year and last year, it was more about referrals and then, or uh, last year and the year before was more about referrals for March and April. And then this year comes and we do the, the report in March and we see that referrals isn't the top thing. And it's, for instance, it might be Facebook ads. Then we know for April, uh, we're going to push Facebook ads more than the referral thing. Like there's, there's always a one, two, three and, and number one gets the most time, uh, most effort, most whatever. And then it kind of goes down the line. But what we don't worry about are the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh things that are bringing in people. We literally focus all of our attention on the top three things, uh, that are, that are pushing for that season. Okay. And again, there will be things some years that are different than others. For instance, you know, some years in, in certain months, it's a clip flyer thing. So if anybody doesn't know, clip flyers are basically a rack card. You fold it in half, put a little clip on it. You throw it out the window uh, into people's driveways. Okay. 
Some months are, are gangbusters on that and some months aren't. And what we don't do is on the months that it's not working, we don't continue to put a ton of effort into that. If we if we have a month where clip flyers are really slowing down but Facebook is killing it, uh, we know to emphasize that for the next few weeks until we run the next run the next report and then it may flip-flop then it may be clip flyers is going gangbusters and facebook is the be- is the better one so then we'll focus more on the clip flyer thing so you just have to uh, keep track of the numbers for your particular business so the reason why i thought about this was because i was you know in a, in a few uh, facebook groups and people talking about sales and stuff like that and we actually last season uh, we did uh, about $180,000 worth of referral business from uh, April until November, okay, that was trackable for last season, all right? Now, people look at that number like, oh, my God, you know, it's either a lot or it's a little, depending on what kind of guy you are, you know what I mean? If you got 10 offices and you're the $4 million cleaning business guy, you're looking at that and you're going, oh, that's no big deal. But if you're anything like me, when I was working at the cattle farm trying to get this cleaning business off the ground and I was talking to the guy that had the raw milk business that worked on the farm and he was the $100,000 a year business talking about how he had a $100,000 business, I'm looking at him and I'm salivating, right? Because I'm making my $30,000 a year salary trying to get my cleaning business off the ground. You know, I've been dreaming about $180,000 worth of business that came in literally just because we were open and answered the phone when somebody called or answer an email when they sent it to us. So, you know, depending on which phase of your business that you're in, you know, this could be a game changer. You know, we... We do not slave away at this cleaning business 365 days of the year. We do this cleaning business seasonally. We're only open up, opened up uh, between seven and a half to eight and a half months out of the year. It just kind of depends on, uh, honestly, how long we decide to stay closed. Uh, we have other things that we invest in, uh, so we don't just do the cleaning business. And I'm going to tell you right now, when you... When you get in front of customers, and because everybody expects service people to be broke for some reason, man. When you're talking to these people, like I just had a conversation with a guy yesterday, and he's paying a guy. We're out there, like we're we're like the awning cleaning people here in Virginia, right? We we clean a ton of awnings. We probably clean. Oh my gosh! Last year, I think we did like 600 awnings. We do a lot of awnings, especially for commercial properties and stuff like that. I mean, there was one job we did where we went out and cleaned 150 awnings. So we clean a lot. Well, when you're in front of these people and you're talking about stuff, they it's amazing how many people expect you to be broke. But again, so yesterday I'm talking to this guy and you know, his house looks horrible. Like he's he's spending uh we charged him it was like 650 bucks uh to clean his awnings and seal them. And uh his house was horrible. There's crap all over it. Uh so I knew that he had a power washing guy out there doing his house because you can always tell when people aren't using chemicals, right? Because how much stuff, it's always in the cracks and crevices. There's tons more cobwebs everywhere. Uh, but anyway, so I'm talking to him about who's doing his clean. I'm like, you know, I can do that for you while I'm here. And uh, he's like, oh, I got this guy, whatever. Well, come to find out he has a guy because uh, he charges this guy. This is like a 3,000 square foot home. He's charging this guy or he's paying this guy. This guy's not even charging him apparently. He's paying this guy $100 to go out and clean his house and clean his fence and his back shed, which is a ton of work to do for $100. I mean, I wouldn't, for his house alone, we'd be like 400 bucks, all right? But uh, anyway, this guy admitted that he has this guy doing the work for him because he likes to help the small guy, which in essence basically means that he wants to get it for free because he wants somebody to work on his house that's so ignorant about how much money they make that they're willing to go out and work for $10 an hour as a cleaning business and then basically go bankrupt. 
Okay. And then I guess as the guy was talking about, uh, the cleaning guy was talking about heart, you know, not being able to do it anymore, probably because he couldn't make any money at it. The guy gave him a pity $150 instead of a hundred. I couldn't believe it. But in that conversation, he's talking to me about this guy. Like, you know, he wants to basically help out the small business owner because they're not rich and they don't have a whole lot of money and stuff. And you would not believe how many conversations we have with like that with customers uh, that have people that work for them, like, like their painting guy or just the handyman guy that they keep around. That's basically like their lawn care guy and everything all, all into one, you know? And a lot of those people that are having those conversations with us, the only reason why they have us out there cleaning their house is because for whatever reason, uh, there's, cheap power washing guy that they have coming out to do it that also does all this other stuff around their house literally either can't get up high enough or there's a part of the house that he's been cleaning or you know he's been cleaning the house for years and there's a part that he's missed year after year after year uh those are those are really the top couple of things and then they'll have us come out uh, or just a company come out like a professional company come out and then they'll go back to using their cheap guy for a couple of years because you know it takes a while for that stuff to grow back after you you clean it right right so it's important to understand that when you're talking to people about your stuff, especially in the beginning when you start out, and even as you're going for a couple of years, people expect you to be broke. People don't expect you to know what you're talking about. You'll you'll do work for doctors and stuff like that. And these people literally think that because of their one job, that's feeding you for the whole week. Like they don't expect you to be busy. They don't expect you to be booked out six weeks, two months at a time, most of the time for us. They just don't expect that. And especially when you start having conversations with them about you like investing into other things like like the cleaning thing or whatever your business is isn't the only thing that you do. They look at you like you're, whoa, whoa. And then the conversation completely changes because now they know that you're not like this broke cleaning guy or this broke whatever guy, right? So uh, the more you get into it, the better off you're going to be, okay? And the more you you learn about your numbers and the and the different things that you can do to really analyze your business and do the things that actually work, uh, the better off you will be, okay? Like, I'm not saying any of this stuff to brag to you at all. All I simply want to do is show the people that don't think it's possible that it's absolutely possible, Okay. When we were going through all that training stuff, because, uh, you know, we, we kind of, we did it all too, man, in the beginning. Like, you, you got to get trained up. You got to learn the process. You got to learn how to, like, tear a pump apart and stuff like that. So we did all those things, right? We, we bought a lot of the training, salesy stuff and things like that. Uh, we actually went to a couple of them. Uh, hats off, actually, to a couple of people. Pat Clark, he's an absolutely amazing guy. I'll give him, go ahead and give him a shout-out on this. Uh, he does amazing things. He's, he puts out a ton of information. You know, he's not afraid uh, to teach people without holding back that like a lot of these other people do. And then you have Everett Abrams up in uh, New Jersey, Wizard of Wood. Uh, he is absolutely amazing. If you want to learn about wood care, uh, he's definitely the guy to go to, uh, to learn about that. So you're not out there tearing people's stuff up. So there's definitely a couple things. Uh, but when we, uh, you know, we, we always had the, the interest of staying, staying smaller. Okay. There are certain things that we see or that we were seeing in the, the industry, uh, that just didn't seem to make any sense to us. I didn't understand why people were willing to spend so much money in order to make a sale. 
not just, you know, in the marketing thing too. I mean, you got to spend a certain amount on the marketing thing, but once you find out what's working, you definitely start spending way less. But just in the process itself of like hiring people and needing cars and all the time it takes to go out and do an in-person estimate and all of that. So me and Abby came up with this system where we eliminated that. And when we first started doing that, I'm going to tell you right now, people told us we were nuts. People told us left and right, major people in this industry, that there's no way that's going to work. There's no way that's you got to do in-person estimates. People teach in their sales things in-person estimates. And uh, anyway, we we absolutely do not do that. Uh, last year in total, I believe we did you know less than a handful of in-person estimates, and that was literally because we just couldn't see the windows uh, on a on a particular estimate that we were giving out, or if it was a commercial job and we weren't sure if they had a water uh, supply, we'd go out there and take a look at that. So I don't, I'm not sure you consider that an in-person estimate because it was already sold, but. Uh, the big thing is, and this is a little, little secret, we actually use a program called Go Ilon, and that's a paid program, but the satellite imagery that you get from that, it's actually a lawn care measuring tool, and uh, it's absolutely amazing. So if you're a Google Map or a Bing Mac person and you're you know not getting a lot of good images of houses and you feel like you got to go out there because you can't see it, uh, it might be worth your while to load up a couple of things on that program, like get a couple credits and, and look up a couple properties and see if you can get a better view of it, uh, especially for us because we clean a lot of cedar. Uh, so we want to go out, you know, we want to make sure that people don't have a whole lot of damage on the house before we go out there and look at it. So, uh, it gives us a really good way of being able to do that, but, uh, it may be something that you're interested in or not, but, uh, it's extremely important that you understand about the numbers thing, about understanding how to analyze the stuff about your business so that you're not focused on the wrong things at the wrong time, okay? For instance, if you don't have any sales coming in and you're worried about a website, uh, you got problems. I mean, if you're really overanalyzing a website, you got problems. Now, I mean, obviously, you got to have one up, but if... Uh, if, if, for instance, you don't have a lot of money, but you got a lot of time, you focus on things that don't take a lot of money and vice versa. You know, if you got a, tons of money, you don't have a lot of time, you focus on things that you, you know, spend a little bit more money. I think you get into like Google clicks and stuff like that. Uh, we've actually never paid for a Google click ad. <laughs> that stuff is crazy expensive. Uh, and especially for us with the margins that we run, we're just so happy to be able to focus a lot of our, our money into other investments. Uh, so we don't have to focus on that too much, but, uh, Anyway, hopefully you got something out of today and uh, I'm not rambling on too much, but man, that uh, analyzing the data is super, super important. It's not a very sexy thing to do, but it's definitely important. And uh, just know that the more you do it, the better off you'll be. All right. Don't talk. Don't think about what everybody else is doing all the time because what they're doing, they could be tooting a horn on something that honestly doesn't even work. So just focus on the things that you do and then focus on the, the, the top three or four things that are working for your business and stop worrying about the things that aren't working. All right. If you can't make a hundred TikTok videos, don't worry about getting on TikTok. So, uh, anyway, hopefully you got something out of today and you guys are out there killing it, man. It looks like we're going to be getting back to some kind of normalcy here pretty soon. So we're definitely looking forward to that. So, uh, God bless y'all and, and y'all have a great day. We'll talk to you later.